Welcome to Of Dust and Divinity, a place where we ask big questions of small things as we gather around the table with makers, thinkers, and doers. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and join us. And now, here are your hosts, Caben Kramer and Chris Quant. Hey! What's up? Oh! Hey, it's my Lumineers impression. <laughs> Ho! Chris, you must be drinking something fantastic oh, tonight to bring I, this energy. I, I got to match you, man. I made something special today, my friend. Something you gotta, special. What is this? Tell me about it. Oh, I am super excited. So I, I, before we, we dive in here, because as we normally do when we start, we ask, hey, Cabin, what are you drinking? But you beat me to it. So I will say my drink of choice first. And spoiler... I spent some time making the, I followed a recipe, Cabin. Ooh, there ooh. were ingredients to this drink. Ooh, this is a souffle and, drink. Uh, what is, it, yeah. it, it, it really wasn't that complicated. But I, I actually spent, <laughs> instead of like running to the refrigerator real quick and grabbing something, as I'm prone to do. Like I did. Yeah. <laughs> which you did this time. <laughs> uh, I gave it some thought. And today, Cabin, but before we say that, I want to say, so I have a uh, my team at work. We have a tactical meeting every Monday, which just means we all have our group meeting at the beginning of the week just to set the week. How you doing? What are we looking forward to this week? What do we got to do? Blah, blah, But it has become a thing, which I didn't start, by the way, of uh, my manager saying, hey, what, you, what are you guys drinking? If you're on the Zoom meeting and you're taking a drink oh, of something, it. he's like, what are you drinking? And it's like, ah, I feel at home. So, yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, and it turns out with one of my coworkers, it's just iced coffee every time. And for me, it's it's hot coffee, so it's uh, it's a morning go. meeting. Uh, but for today, Gabe and I made myself an old fashioned. Oh, that is like my go to favorite. Oh, right? Look at that little maraschino. Oh, look at that cherry. ice cube. Yeah, you got the cherry yeah, in look it. Look at that ice cube, though. Is that thing not rigged? Oh, that's like that's an like eight one ball. Of those spherical. Yes. It ice is cubes. Gino- it's bigger than the glass almost itself, I think. But I, I that, made myself. That's a- real. It is real. So yeah. I made myself a uh, an old fashioned. Now this is my on the road drink. So when I travel for work, <laughs> I don't usually drink that much, uh, but I, I do order an old fashioned when I'm on the road because I'm just curious how other they're made in other places. Uh, Best one I've had is in Raleigh. It was okay. like this bacon maple mm. amazingness, whatever mm. it was. So Raleigh still holds the best old fashioned for me. But this one, okay. take a little sip here. Yeah. Needs work. But hey, <laughs> starting. What 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 bourbon did you use? Oh, Maker's Mark. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not 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 anything top shelf, but it's it's a start. My yeah. sister sent me this all spice simple syrup mm. for Christmas. So mm. half a half a tablespoon of that. Mm. Uh, some bitters in there. I don't have any orange. I, I, I need mm, to get some orange yeah. peels or some orange yeah, bitters, so I'm missing that. Orange, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I just dumped an extra maraschino cherry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it. It's an experiment, so yeah. I'm, I'm experimenting. So And I'm sure it's still delicious. Uh, it's still, although my wife took a sip of it before I came down uh, to record here, and she was like, I don't know how you drink that stuff. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I'm enjoying it, so there we go. How about yes, you? What's uh, what, what what do you got? So we just got back from a weekend in Seattle, and yes. while we were there, 
you know, we, we drove there and back. And so we quickly realized that Costco has the cheapest gas on the West Coast. So we oh. strategically timed our stops to be at a Costco, which is also a great time to f- fuel up on snacks and other things. And I also came to realize that things are just cheaper in other states yes. than California. Come to find out. Except Seattle, which is probably pretty, right. pretty comparable. So we happened to stop at a Costco in Medford, Oregon. I and know well. They they have no liquor, nor are they legally allowed to in the yeah. state of Oregon. Wonderful state. Things I'm adjusting to. So I did peruse their wine and beer section, and I found this. They they have a four pack of this. It's Quilter's Irish Death. Whoa, with a it skull, is a a dark skull smooth ale, uh, brewed in Washington State, uh, at a uh, Iron Horse Brewery in Washington State. Okay. So a four pack of this was about half as much as it would be in California. So I was like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. And this is the first one I'm going to try. So and you got it across state lines. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't don't tell the don't tell the popo. <laughs> now I saw that you guys stopped off in Roseburg, Oregon. Uh, oh my god! Fond uh, uh, to delicious. our hearts, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law just moved from there to Texas, but oh. lived in Roseburg for years and years. So we made yes. many a trip up there. So mm. uh, kind of a cool little town. It is. It is. I was. I was surprised by Roseburg. Yeah. Yeah. If if you yeah. know kind of where to go in Roseburg, it's <laughs> there's parts that are like okay, but uh, <laughs> but other parts are, are fine. So I was like, hey, a lot of a lot of lumber around here in in mm-hmm. in the Home Depot you'll mm. see a stamped with Roseburg. So yes. Yeah. It's Look, true. Looking it's around true. the hills around there, just like they clear cut. It's like they gave uh, the, the mountain, yeah. uh, a, a weird a haircut. Cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yes. So, Hey, let's dive in today. Let's uh, do it. We, this is kind of, how would we describe this? A, a fond look back, if you will, maybe a little Ooh. retrospective Ooh, okay. of what we did about a year ago. Now, o- almost exactly a year ago, uh, came in, there were some things changing in mm-hmm. the Kramer household. That mm-hmm. being, well, we're going to look at it. Basically, we did a, a, a episode last year documenting right after it happened how your guys' business went kind of viral when it was right. shared on social media by Sharon yeah. Says So. Yeah. Um, if, if you haven't heard the full episode, go back last season and listen to it. I think it was episode six or something. It was It was earlier on. Um, last season. And so what I wanted to do is take a look back and say, hey, I grabbed some clips from that original oh, episode that we did. look at you. And I put them together. <laughs> I might have grabbed... you really class this place up, man. I I'll might, tell you what. Kevin, I might have grabbed too many. I've got nine clips here, <laughs> so we might have to we might have to trim it down. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah. No, but, th- this is great because I remember in that episode, we, we even said, hey, we should revisit this. We should check back in. Mm-hmm. You know, because there were a lot of words said, but they were kind of said into the future with an unknown. And here we are now a year later. We know a little bit. We yeah. got some skin under our, our, our what, what is that? Dirt under our skin? Dirt, no. dirt underneath your it? fingernails. Uh, there it is. Yeah. See, I, I need help with the references. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. So let, let's do it. Let's see. Let's see how much the, the hopes and predictions panned out. Absolutely. There's another computer that's trying, Siri is trying to talk at me right now and I'm trying to turn her off. So, hey, stop talking, Siri. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. So let's, let's dive into that. And, uh, basically to set it up, I, I kind of set you up. So let's, let's take a listen to our first clip here 
and uh, and we'll look back here a little bit. We're recording this in the month of April, and there are some big things that happened to you and to your family. Oh, you're putting me on the weekend. spot, Chris. You didn't know this was coming, but this is <laughs> I, I wanted this just to be off the moment, just in in the moment, off the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> I want to relive this experience, and I want you to walk us through. Uh, what this last weekend was for you and your family, because it was pretty huge it, uh, and, I, and, it was, and it's, and it's yeah. a good story and it's worth telling. And, and I want to hear it. And now you've been putting a lot on social media and for those that follow you on social media, they kind of know what happens, but I want to hear yeah. you kind of walk us through yeah. what happened. Wow. Wow. Indeed. Coming back now to yes. the clip to now. Uh, yes. it was, it was a big deal. Did you have now I've got another clip that kind of tells how this came about. Uh -huh. Um, but did you ever foresee something like this? I know you kind of hope for it. Did you think it was actually sure. going to happen? No, absolutely not. And, and okay. So the first thing that listening back to that, I was like, oh, I forgot we recorded that like days after it happened. Literally. We, we didn't like, release the episode, I think until May, but we recorded like pretty early in April. Yeah. It was literally less than a week had passed since wow. everything went viral. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. So here, here we are now a year later and we've had other amazing partnerships too. And I will tell you what, nothing has come even within one tenth of the scale of that really? first moment. Okay. It was absolutely, you know, it kind of set some unrealistic ex expectations of like, <laughs> Hey, if, if we can get, you know, some, some really cool people to hold up our product and their stories, we're going to get these kinds of results. And we found out that there is just something incredibly unique about the governor community, um, where they just really love to love the things that Sharon loves. Yeah. And that is incredible to us. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, it's a very unique, um, experience. And we, yeah, I guess we can jump into it later, but yeah, it was cool. It's great. Well, let's, let's listen. I, I want to go back and hear past you set up what happened that actually kicked all of these events off, which, which started, you had started the business, but you were in the process of hoping to really kickstart it. So let's hear past you. Tell us what actually happened. Cabin, take it away past you. It was Friday morning. Our daughter was getting dressed for school, and so as I was waiting for her, I was just watching stories of you know one of our favorite influencers that we had sent walnuts to. I see her snacking on something, and I can't see what. Right, mm -hmm. as she's talking, she just like pops something in her mouth and something else. Right, she's talking about other stuff, and I had this thought. I was like, "Oh my gosh, is she eating our walnuts right now?" And and but but I couldn't I couldn't let myself get excited because I'm I'm sure that this influencer gets hundreds of of things every week. Right, sure. so I'm like, no, no way, right. I had to take my daughter to school. So I, I'm in the car driving and my wife, Jen, calls me. I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah, what's up, babe? She's like, you will never believe what just happened. Sharon says so just held up our bag of sprouted walnuts on her stories. And I was like, <laughs> what? This is blowing my mind. And she's like, okay, I, I, I turned off my stories. I can't watch them without you. We have to watch them together. And we watched a series of stories. And yeah, she's just eating her walnuts, holds them up like, by the way, I would have never gone into a grocery store to buy these, but they're delicious. Yep. And and here's the link to them. Okay. Incredible. So this, and again, like we said, this was less than a week after this had hit. Totally. Uh, tell me what's going through your mind listening back to that little clip now, a year down the road. 
Well, it's easy to smile to because we made it through that storm. But yeah. I remember being in that moment, we did not have the infrastructure or the capacity to mm-hmm. come anywhere close to meeting these goals. So we were riding a wave of <clears throat> adrenaline. Um, and, and we didn't know if we were, you know, going to crash against a cliff wall or if we were going to like coast smoothly onto a white sand beach. So we just, we didn't know where this wave was taking us. Um, so I think in that conversation, I was still probably 66% excited. And then that growing dread of like, oh my gosh, what have we just gotten ourselves into <laughs> was beginning to creep in, but I was still kind of keeping it down. And I think probably about two weeks after that, I had, I had some, a uh, little more existential moments <laughs> of catastrophe looming. Um, but but we made it. And, yeah. And so here we are. Yeah. Well, and, and you guys had to think quick on your feet. Now, I'm smiling listening to that clip because as we're listening back to that clip, I'm listening to it now with headphones on, and I heard this hum in the background. And mm. I, I'm checking my audio equipment right now going, oh, shoot, did I do I have something plugged in? What What's going on that's bringing this hum? And it hit me of like, oh, no. Uh, that is the sound of dehydrators that you have yes. <laughs> going like you're the room that you're in right now and that you mm-hmm. were in then, uh, became mm-hmm. a makeshift, uh, dehydrating room. Is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. For, for about six or seven months, we scaled the whole business, you know, right out of our, our house and it was, you know, one room and then it was two rooms and then it was three rooms and then, yeah. yeah. So um, yep, there, there were dehydrators behind me, um, for quite a long time. Yeah. Here's, here's you talking about it, actually talking about what in the moment, what you guys had to do. You know, we mm-hmm. went to, you know, a restaurant supply store, bought a whole mu- whole bunch more like food grade, um, containers for, you know, cause the, the sprouting process is, is like any kind of fermentation process, right? You, it's a lot of just like time and waiting. We, we called around maybe six or seven local places looking for dehydrators. Cause that's an important part of the process. And no one had any in stock, which was a bummer because we really wanted to support a local business. So mm. we jumped on, you know, the the great Goliath of of Amazon mm-hmm. and ordered, you know, kind of a, a little mini fleet of uh, dehydrators. And and literally, you know, and our thought was like, okay, if this really is a bubble, we can sell off these um, dehydrators because mm-hmm. especially come summertime, everyone's trying to dehydrate fruit and all this other stuff. So we're like, okay, we we might lose a little bit of money on it, but like it'll it'll get us through this. We'll serve our customers. That's the important thing. We want to be here for people in a really high quality way. Right. So we're just going to do this investment. And invest you did. Like you guys yeah, did. jumped on it quick just mm-hmm. to fulfill that initial blitz of orders that oh, came yeah. in. Hey, oh, yeah. talk talk us through here. How have you guys scaled? Yeah, like mm-hmm. obviously you didn't sell the dehydrators back. It's it, you've mm-hmm. been going. So mm-hmm. can you tell me how you've just scaled the business over <laughs> like, and that can be equipment that can be space. Cause obviously I'm looking at you now and the dehydrators aren't in the background of you now. Yep. Um, yep. What have you guys done to, to grow that? Okay. So the morning that Sharon shared us, we owned one nine tray dehydrator, just like your standard residential dehydrator. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, by the time we had done that recording four or five days later, we had ordered, I think five more. So I think we ended up with six. And then about a month and a half after that, we got another two more. And then coming into September, October, getting ready for holiday, we got another two. So by October 1st, when we were really kind of cranking out our our holiday stuff, we had 10 dehydrators running 24-7, seven days a week. And in fact, we burned through, 
I think three or maybe even four dehydrators, literally burn them up. Because even though they're really high quality, they come from the best company, they just aren't designed to run 24-7 for four months. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So we still have eight of them Mm -hmm. um, functional, and we keep them for when we do really small batch things um, or, you know, if something goes horribly wrong with our other system, we have something to kind of fall back onto to kind of limp forward while we get repairs, which then leads into what do we have now? So they're not behind me anymore. We actually renovated a little section of our shop, which is just a few hundred feet from our house, um, into a commercial grade kitchen. So it's insulated, sealed, um, stainless steel, everything. Yeah. And then attached to that was a 12 foot by 12 foot storage room um, that had been used for odds and ends. So we cleaned that thing out and sealed it up. And we actually installed a a heater, like a garage heater that's designed for like a 1500 square foot garage. We put in a little 12 by 12 room and then we, we, we modified a thermometer to it so it could go up to the dehydrating temperature. So we essentially converted this entire 12 foot by 12 foot room into a huge dehydrator. And then we got some of those baker's racks, you know, like when you go into a bakery mm-hmm. and they've got all the racks of cookies or, or cinnamon rolls or whatever. So we got a couple on the, of those. On the roller cart thing? On the roller carts, yep. Yep, we got a I've couple of those. I've seen Ratatouille, with, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, with, uh, with <laughs> slotted um, trays instead of solid trays. So now we put mm. the, the walnuts in there, we roll them into the room, uh, close the door behind it, it gets up to temp, and that whole thing becomes a dehydrator. So even just as it is right now, so com- from... From the 10 dehydrator level, okay, so already going from one dehydrator to 10, obviously that's a 10x jump. Yeah. Going from the 10 to what we have now, um, we have at least quadrupled our capacity and we can fit four times as many baking racks in the dehydrator room than we currently own. So we could 4x again. Oh, wow. So we could go, so potentially from this one improvement of going from the tabletop dehydrators to the dehydrator room gives us the bandwidth of a potentially a 16x increase in throughput on the on the production side. Did you have to modify I'm thinking that takes a lot of wattage. There's some electricity that needs to happen. Did you have to modify your structure at all to handle I think the technical term is amperage. I don't know, <laughs> you're the engineer not me. Uh to uh to handle all of these things or was it just just plug them in and go? No, it's oh, you're talking about for the 10 dehydrators whatever you got going yeah, yeah and what okay, you guys so, got going so our now. current our current room runs on propane so oh. we we do have to refill our propane because we're not on city propane we're on our propane tank so we do have to fill it quite a bit more frequently than we used to um well propane's so cheap right now so that's oh good. My, yeah oh, sheesh oh man Chris, we i, I have to, time to I, I, i've been delaying filling up my propane tank thinking oh, no man. i'll just wait till it gets warmer outside oh, oh man it's bad um, but yeah, with, with the 10 dehydrators, we actually had to spread them out um, around onto, I think, four different electrical circuits. Um, so that way the amperage didn't trip any circuit breakers. Okay. So strategically yeah. running things here mm-hmm. and there, but you didn't have to redo the wiring or anything like no, that. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And and when we remodeled the the shop, we pulled in extra circuits because we knew that that would be the case. So instead of, you know, typically you'd run a room or two on one circuit if you're just in a house um, because they're fairly low draw. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this case, we ran in, I think, three circuits just into the main room just for outlets because we knew (laughs) we needed a lot of supply. Yeah. 
this shop that you have right now, is that going to be big enough for you guys for the time being? Are you looking for a bigger space or is this going to be what you need for, for now? You know, I, I hope it's good for a few years. That, mm-hmm. That's that's a plan. Um, yeah. Let us stabilize. Let us focus on some of our other core business strengths, right? Like I, I'm an operations guy. I'm not really a sales guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we jumped on the operations really early and that saved us a lot of money really early, um, having some good systems in place. Um, but now there's some other parts of the business that probably need my attention. And so if, if I don't have to think about kind of the operational core for a bit, that that might not be a bad thing yeah. for the overall business. <laughs> okay. Apart from, you know, obviously the, the kickoff a year ago, Sharon says so. And those that don't follow uh, the governor community, you got to, because it is such a an amazing community. And Sharon is so knowledgeable. It's, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Um, so that's obviously a win. What would you say is in this last year besides that has been your biggest win or your biggest learning moment that's helped mm. you move forward in, in a positive direction? Boy, we have made a lot of mistakes. Um, okay. <laughs> that was going to be no, my follow-up I, question is yeah. like, boy, we'll never do that I, again. I honestly, I think I've learned the most from my mistakes. Mm. Um, I, the, the, the largest curriculum of business education has come through failure okay <clears throat> saying yeah no i'm i'm not going to do that again and i i know why now and i know okay. how it feels and i'm never going to do that again um i think one of the biggest surprises and success has just been how relatable people are and how much people really just want to cheer you on mm. so we've done some really great um kind of mutual shout outs where we'll just kind of either someone will DM us or we'll DM someone and be like, Hey, we love what you do. Um, I want to just share about your account on stories tomorrow. Would you mind also just sharing about us tomorrow as well? And you just kind of do a story swap like that. Okay. And that's been really delightful one because it, you kind of now have some homework. You're like, okay, now I need to actually go a little bit beyond the feed and learn about who these people are and kind of research their blog and their website a little bit deeper. And, explore some of their products a little bit more. So that's a fun piece. Um, but then you also just kind of get that mutual love back and forth for a little bit. And then you, you know, you each pick up some of each other's followers and then you kind of have some fun DMS in the comments of like, Oh my gosh, I was following you guys and them. And I say, Oh, you know, there's just a lot of fun camaraderie that happens. And I think that's been a really pleasant surprise. Um, and then also just finding those people, whether it's, you know, 50 people or a hundred people or, or a thousand people who are just so, connected to us as people. I would have never, ever, 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 ever guessed that there might be a cohort of people who are just delighted to see what's happening on the farm. Mm. That was just beyond, it was just beyond me. Like, it's just, it's just a farm, you know, like I, I tend to dismiss it. I tend to relegate it. I tend to downplay anyone's interest. And we actually talked about a little bit on our stories a little while ago and saved it to a highlight, but um, because, and honestly that, that was part of our pain and loss of leaving ministry of being told no one wants to follow you. Mm. No one likes what you bring into the world. No one wants to be around you. Um, and so then carrying some of that pain and then finding that, no, there's actually some really awesome people, um, spread all over the country in Washington and Southern California and in Virginia and in Texas who just love hanging out with us on the farm. Yeah. Um, and that, that has been just incredibly life giving. I, you know, I, I would take those 50 just 
amazing people who are just dedicated to our content over, you know, 10,000 people who just kind of don't really care. Yeah. That's incredible. Hey, for folks that might be interested and we'll plug this again at the end, but where can, where can they follow you guys on, on the gram, on the Insta at tenderly rooted all one word. Perfect. Yeah. You guys are really great about almost daily putting your stories up and, and having people follow the journey of the farm whether it's moving the chickens and bringing them water. I find myself watching that. I'm like, oh, hey, it's time to move the chickens. Tell us right now. Uh, it's been kind of fun. The, the biggest project that you're in the middle of right now, uh, as far as getting those, those fountains and garden boxes. Oh yeah. We're, we're just wrapping the garden remodel. Yeah. It's been exciting. Bring yeah. us up to speed a little bit on that. <laughs> well, I, I find that I get really bored if I don't have a project to kind of take over my mental space. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm learning about myself, Chris. I'm I'm sure in six months or a year we'll have some good insight to give on that. But uh, I I like to stay busy with projects. So Jen's been asking for these raised garden beds for ever since we moved here, and I've been delaying it because you know that little subconscious part of me has always known that if I was going to do this, I was going to really do it. <clears throat> and there was just always more pressing irons in the fire. And so here we are coming out of the holiday, you know, with a with a good process that works with Tenderly Rooted with the full-time employee. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so we thought, okay, th- this is running well. And, you know, there's still things we're doing, obviously, but it wasn't really, it wasn't taking 90 hours a week like it was when we made that recording a year ago. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we jumped into the garden, um, ended up. Our, our garden is a combination. It's actually three different elements. So we have an animal enclosure where Judah's 4-H lamb is right now. Mm-hmm. We have about 32 fruit trees. And then we've got this space where the, the vegetable and flower garden is. And that's where we made the raised bed. So we made nine raised beds that are all quite large. And we frame them around a little courtyard uh, with a multi-tier fountain with a, with a pond on the bottom, which is just a beautiful ambiance. And... I'm just wrapping it up because uh, I just got the cable to string the bistro lights up around, uh, which will be happening soon. I think that I'm excited about the most is the bistro lights. <laughs> Seeing the bistro yeah, lights. Yeah, it's going to be fun. In the garden. That's pretty classy. That That's a, that's a classy move, my friend. It's it's real classy. Yeah, and, and we, we connected with, a, again, over Instagram, connected with a local uh, young woman who is starting her own kind of... Uh, landscape design uh, mm-hmm. really what she wants to do is work with businesses to create an indoor ambiance um, indoor plants and things like that but she okay. is very very knowledgeable and so she came out and she actually we, we have four of the nine boxes are going to be permanent landscape and so she designed us um, the landscape to put in you know showed you know made the plans for it told us the different plant species so today we went and got all that stuff so now we've got a bunch of plants that we're going to plan according to her design. So that feels really fun. And that does, you know, I just love partnerships like that. I love just finding people nearby yeah. who are making a go of it in the world and just getting behind them and saying, okay, it seems like the go of it you're making lines up with the go of it we're making. And let's just go at it together and see what happens. And it's really fun. Follow your spark, shine your light. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, are those now... Maybe folks are thinking, oh, are you going to be expanding to produce or are these boxes just for the family, just just for you guys uh, locally? Just, just for the family. You know, I, I've got a multi-year plan um, to eventually have 
a couple little units on the property for people to come Airbnb, come visit, come stay, come hang out. Nice. And so part of designing this garden was saying, okay, I want to have a space that's near the house, but still a little bit separate where the guests could really come and just enjoy. And they, you could spend a whole weekend in the garden and just be happy as a clam. And so that was kind of the, that, that was driving the design excellence behind mm-hmm. the garden was saying, if in three to five years we have an Airbnb is this the kind of place that could hold par? And that, that's really what drove it. I still have a plan, by the way, to uh, we're going to do a podcast amongst the trees. We're going to put a microphone out and that's going to be our third guest is is the uh, are it. the trees. Uh, so it. at some point <laughs> we will record out in the uh, out it. in the orchard is going to be yes. really great. Hey, I want to go to clip number five. Sally, cue up clip number five. Uh, Sally, our engineer here. Uh, to say, to talk a little bit about looking back, um, what you were kind of dreaming and hoping for as all of this was kicking back. So Sally, play clip number five there. By Saturday night, I had to turn off our, I had to just mark everything as out of stock on our store so people couldn't buy anything. Wow. And I put up a, a wait list form because by Friday night, I started like getting really nervous because we were at like, 380 no sorry we're at 487 orders oh and i said jen i gotta shut this down but that's that's by friday night saturday night oh saturday night so that's about a day almost a day later that you about yeah 30 36 hours after yeah we 480 wow so she's you know in the in the bathroom getting herself ready to to hit the hay for the night and she just casually says oh just wait till we hit 500 so about 20 minutes later, no. we hit 500. Okay, I realized I just played the wrong clip. <laughs> I mean, Sally! Sally, you played the wrong clip. That's not the clip I wanted to play. I wanted to play clip number four. Uh, but that was interesting. You guys, that was just showing the, the scale of how Huge. quickly things were coming in. Blew us away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the incredible. website now is, of course... Primo, it's it's so good. Your your webs and you guys have learned a lot. As by far as, Saturday night, oh no no, nope. I had to turn off. Not, not our, again, Kevin. Hold on, I had to just hold mark on. Everything is out of stock. Stop. In our stop. Okay, there we go. It's Sally's first time on the job. She's 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 learning. So all right, let's play the clip that uh, Sally clip number four. Uh, let's play that and uh, set that up here. My phone was just it was blowing up. It was it was so many moments where I was like just responding with so much gratitude. Like I cannot believe the generosity of these people. Like this is changing everything. Like I, I went from being like, you know, people thinking I was a little bit crazy for trying this Mm -hmm. to suddenly being like, we have the makings of a real business on our hands. Like we, we, we can do something with this that can actually set up the next 25, 30 years of our lives and set up our kids well, and actually hand something down to generations Mm -hmm. because a group of people on the internet decided to be generous for one day. That's the clip I wanted to play. Talking about the long term, mm. tell me, talk us through uh, how that's how that's shaping out this this hope of having a legacy, being able to pass on through this. Oh my gosh, it's it's yeah, it's still there, and it's alive, and and now it's. Again, because I tend to be a little bit of a restless soul, it's thinking, okay, how can we round out this legacy? How can we build other elements into what this can be? This has given us 
a leg up that we never expected to have. And we never considered that it might be given to us. Um, and so, yeah, we really do receive it in a lot of gratitude almost daily. And, and yeah, I mean, the, the, the trajectory of the walnuts continue, you know, we've got some five-year goals that we'd love to have the entire orchard crop going through as sprouted walnuts in five years. Um, and if we can do that, I mean, that will, so certainly already spread walnuts have turned the ship on the future of this farm, a hundred percent, without a doubt. If we can have the whole crop through here, that will turn the ship on so many more things. And I, I don't even want to name them all, Chris, because mm. I'm there, there's, there's a lot of excitement building behind it, but I don't want my future lookingness to dismiss how significant the current moment is because it really is significant. Um, this, the reality is we don't live on the farm anymore. Mm. We don't live. Let me say that more clearly. Financially, we don't survive on what the farm brings in. Mm-hmm. We live off of what the spread walnuts bring in. That was never something we thought we could do. We always thought we'd have to have off farm jobs in some other way. But I mean, all of 2022 so far, a hundred percent of our income has come from sprouted walnuts, right? So keeping the lights on our house, keeping food on the table, um, even like the road trip up to Seattle, we just did that is being paid for by sprouted walnuts, um, which had I told myself that a year ago when we were sitting in that conversation, I would have probably dismissed it as crazy talk because I, I just could not see how that was a possibility. And yet here we are. How have your, or have they, your family rhythms changed over the last year in light of this now new and so far sounding successful business venture? Yeah, I, I, in some ways they've calmed down quite a bit because last year was just a, you know, you're, you're running faster than your eyes can see forward, trying to grow this thing and stay on top of it. And you're just kind of hoping that as you leap from one pedal to the next, there's something there to land on. Um, and so we were just running full steam ahead, growing as quickly as we could. And so now this year, it's kind of been a settling, um, first quarter, at least of 22 of saying, okay, let's pause. Let's take a look around. Um, let's see what's working. What's not working. Let's think a little bit about what we actually want instead of just kind of doing the next thing to keep the thing afloat. Um, And so in some ways, our family rhythms have actually um, gotten better now in the last four months than they were in the last 12 Mm. because we've taken a little bit more intentional time saying, no, like we're we're going to we're going to leave that for tomorrow and we're going to just take some time and be with the kids. Um, And and it's always hard, you know, as a farmer and a small business owner who works from home and has the trees right outside, there's always more for me to be doing. So it really does take conscious, intentional, purposeful, like, and usually the kids have to ask me like three or four times. Like I'm not the guy, I'm not good at it. Like I, I, they're not just like, Hey dad, come play a game with me. And I'm like, sweet, I'm just going to drop what I'm doing and go play a game with you. They have to like hound me pretty good, which is something I want to get better at. Um, but then I'll have that moment of like, okay, no, this job, it can wait three hours or a day. That's fine. And I'm just going to take 20 minutes to an hour and just hang out with my kids. Nice. Well, and a, and a big thing too, uh, at what it was, was it earlier this year or last year, 
Jen, your wife, quit mm-hmm. her full time job and now is joining full time in in the Sprouted yeah. Walnut Biz as well. Yeah, that that happened in October, so it's been six months, and that was huge as well. That was the moment when we really when we realized like we can live off of this mm. and, and then, and it was risky because at the time it was pre holiday. We didn't know what was really going to happen, but we knew we needed more attention and energy put on the business going into holiday. And so we, again, that was another one of those kind of leaps of saying like, we don't know how this is going to work out, but we know we need the energy here. Um, and so we did that. Um, and more or less it has worked out. Jen working for the business has been incredible. She brings so much talent to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then financially it's, it's been okay. Um, it hasn't, hasn't been ruinous, um, which is great. What, how do you, how do you spend your days? I, I know from season to season it's different, but now with you have the farm and, and mm-hmm. you have to tend to all of that and making the improvements that you want. And then you've got the sprouted walnuts, you've got the small business side, marketing, advertising, blah, 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 blah. Is there a typical day? How do you spend your days uh, and maybe you and Jen together right now? Well, like any good millennial, Chris, I start my day with Wordus. <laughs> Wordle, I should say Wordle. Wordle. Okay. Wordus is the off-brand app that I use sometimes when <laughs> I've already done the day's Wordle. I, I figured you meant Wordle, but okay, great. Yes. Um, avid, avid Wordler over here. How many, uh, what's your, what's your record? How many tries? To get the right one? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten it in two a couple times. What? But not often. I think only like three or four times I've gotten okay. it in two guesses. Do you remember the word? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Usually four is my average. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we can, I have a whole philosophy around solving Wordle that we could spend a whole podcast nope, on. Nope. Not interested. <laughs> not interested. I just want to know what your record was. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really need dependent. And so it's a matter of what is the business need? What is the farm need? Um, what does the family need? Um, so, you know, usually it starts with feeding the chickens and replying to customer emails, um, Mm -hmm. dealing with some of that computer stuff while I drink my coffee. And then it's going over and checking with uh, our employee, making sure everything's good to go there. And then if the farm needs something, it's heading out on the tractor, um, or it's doing some other project, um, like, you know, it took me what three or four weeks to build our garden. So after I got done with all the needs and it was like, okay, now I'm going to spend six hours just in the garden. And then at the end of the day, it's wrapping up things with sprouted walnuts. It's wrapping up things with the farm. And so there's always kind of that built in kind of buffer on either side of just need. And then I, there's usually a six to eight hour, like solid window of focus in there where I can do something. Okay. You had mentioned you you guys took the leap and bought a new tractor. Have you got a chance to drag race that thing down the uh, down the trees <laughs> no, yet? No, we haven't. No, <laughs> but we are in love with it. We are already very spoiled by it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. It's like its own environment in there, its own ecosystem it, inside it's that amazing. thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about your life right now? Mm, the trees. Okay. You know I. Even if we are different kind, if, if we're in different farming, if we're in row crop or anything else, I would be learning different things about life and spirituality and purpose and meaning in the world compared to living among the trees. There's something I was thinking about actually last night as I was sitting on my patio. You cannot lord over trees. By nature, we sit under trees. And by that very posture of our physical beings in relationship to the physical trees, we learn something different about nature in the world. You know, if, if we had 
rice or strawberries or any one of other, other hundreds of crops, you're looking down on it the whole time. You're lording over it. You reign dominion over the crop. In the walnut trees, we are dwarfed. Right? Mm. We, we look up to them. We receive from them their shade. Um, there's, yeah, there's, I, I love, I love trees. You're in the right business for it then. And that's good. <laughs> that's good. Hey, I'm going to play, uh, one more clip. Sally, get the, get the last clip queued up here. So we're going to play one more clip, uh, clip number nine here. Uh, and ha- asked you kind of in that moment, in the, the flurry of it all, when everything was coming in, um, what, what your favorite pieces of encouragement were through this community that you are now connecting with uh, as they were reaching out and starting to, to make these orders. So let's, let's take a listen to that. But what were a, a couple of your favorite pieces of encouragement that came through from folks ordering these or just supporting you? Did you have a couple that really stood out to you? Just like, man, that was just above and beyond what I was even expecting. There, there were many. So, okay. All right. I'll, I'll give you just another metric here, just for kind of sense of like the many, you know, be, be last week, seven days ago when we were last on, we, we were lucky to get maybe 60, 80 people to view one of our Instagram stories. I felt like mm-hmm. I was doing something good if we had 100 people view one of our Instagram stories. Right now, we're getting like averaging somewhere between 3,000 and 3,500 people viewing our Instagram wow. stories. People, not only are they engaging, like, you know, viewing our stories, but right. they're, they're engaging us. Yeah. Um, they're reaching out for conversation and people have just the most insightful, wise things to say because yeah. they just want us to be more successful. So that's that's one kind of vein of like, oh, my gosh, people are willing to do that. Why would you go out of your way to help? You don't know me. Right. And right. yet your kindness to me is overwhelming. Like they're rooting for stuff. you. Like people they're rooting are, like for they, us. they see a good story and they're rooting for that story. I yeah. love it. Absolutely. And then other people are just like, we're just excited to support you. Like if it, you know, if we don't get our walnuts for a month, that's totally fine. Like we're, we're behind you. And that's like its own weight off our shoulders. Right. Because like the only thing that will cause a business, like the same thing that will cause a business to grow quickly will cause it to mm. collapse quickly. Right. So a lot of interest up front. Well then if you, if people start getting frustrated, a cheering crowd turns to a mob pretty fast. Yeah. So that was kind of one of those existential moments of like, oh my gosh, are we ruining ourselves by mm. having this much? And people are just so generous, so generous. It's like, no, no, take your time. We get that this kind of came at you from left field. You just do your thing, grow your business. We're here. We will buy your walnuts whenever they're ready. And I'm like, who does that? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> like if McDonald's was like, oh, by the way, like we just don't have this in order because we didn't expect this many people to walk through the door. I'd be like, well, what kind of business are you running? Right. Yeah. But like, that's yeah. not the response we're getting. We're just getting generosity after generosity. It's pretty cool. Do you still have so that cool. same, that same oh sense? Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, Chris, I, I learn from our community every single day. Um, every single day there's people in our DMs who are teaching me things about the world, about business, about farming, about parenting. Um, I love it. I love it. So don't don't underestimate the value of DMing people who um, you think have a significantly larger following than you. Um, it's, it's an encouragement and a blessing. And yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the, the generosity, the support, the encouragement so present and we really are grateful for it. Like I mentioned earlier, just blown away, not expecting people to actually take such a sustained and um, consistent interest in our lives and who we are as people and how we're growing and what we're wrestling with and um, just what's happening. And so that's, yeah, it's huge. It's, it's pretty overwhelming. It's great. 
what are questions that you like to see come through or what are, what are some questions or a question that you hope folks will ask you? Oh man, the hardest, most uncomfortable questions are my favorite. Truly. Mm. Mm. I love it. Uh, it makes me think like, okay, there's, there, there's a real human here on the other side of this. Um, so we've had some really interesting, sometimes I just jump on to like audio back and forth. Like I've, <laughs> I've had like full on conversations with people. Um, just, you know, whether it's some people processing the pain of, you know, miscarriage or leaving the church, um, or, you know, the joy of planting their first garden and things bearing fruit or finding an old walnut tree on their grandpa's yard that they grew up playing under and never knew was a walnut tree until they got familiar enough with our stories to be able to recognize it when they visited. Um, just all kinds of just amazing life happening, uh, real life happening across all these little digits of ones and zeros on social mm. media. Mm. What an amazing, what an amazing connecting piece. What a time we live in where it, it, this, this, this thing, this phone in our hands, social media, it could be so, as we've seen damaging, but it can be so connecting and so mm. life giving as well in those conversations. Mm. So good on you for, for using it for that and, and for reaching out and building those communities. Uh, kind of one of the last questions here and we'll wrap it up. Uh, is there anything that you would do different? or want to do different going forward? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because the, the list is extensive. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we launching part two right now, Chris? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm saying this, but then I'm also remembering that there's a bunch of people listening to this who don't know me super well. Um, and so I tend to be a little bit self-critical um, but I will say, I, I do think we've been successful in being just transparent with people and, and not just on social media, but even just in emails. Um, like, you know, when, when people email us, we're just very human. Um, we've got a little texting thing on our website that says chat with us. And, you know, you always expect it to be a bot or someone, you know, in some faraway place. But it's just me just sends a text to my phone. And so people will, you know, sometimes enter that interaction presuming that they're going to have to work really hard for something. And so I'm just like, Oh, Hey, I just, you know, dropped my kids at school and I just saw this. Sorry. It took me a couple minutes. Like, Hey, yeah, I would love to take care of that for you. Let me do it right now. I'm going to pull over on the side of the road and I'm just going to do that for you. It's just little moments like that. And I think we've, we've done uh, in a way that pleases me. I won't say we've done well, but I will say it aligns with my values in such a way that I feel good about it. It puts a smile on my face the way that we do that. And then there's other things where it's like, oh, man, oh, yeah, no, we are learning. In fact, just earlier today, Jen made some comment about some other observation we were making about a different business. And she's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that they're that that great of business owners. And I was like, yeah, but neither are we. Like, think about this, 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 and this. Like, well, these are things that we're getting better at and we're learning. Um, but also from from these other perspectives, like you could look at us and be like, yeah, they're not very good business people. Um, and yet, you know, we're, we're pouring our hearts out on it, doing everything we can. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, I, I think I've said it to you before, Chris, I don't know if we've said it here on the podcast, but like, you know, second chances without growth are just patterns. Mm. And, and I love that it sticks with me. And so I, I don't mind failing, um, but you, you darn well better believe I'm going to learn from it every time and we're going to grow from it. And so that way that second chance that comes around, um, is really the second chance we want it to be. Um, uh, so Yeah. It's fantastic. Any any preview that you can give us? Anything you guys are working on or, or innovations you're working on that you want to share or you want to leave that close to the chest right now? Well, we <laughs> Yes to both. I do want to leave it close <laughs> to the chest. And we've got exciting things coming. Um, Jen's got a really exciting project up her sleeve 
um, that she's putting together. And it's going to be a, a larger partnership across a, a platform that's going to collect a lot of her favorite things into one place and be offered to a very select group of people um, as just a way for her to really share her heart of hospitality that she loves mm. to do. Um, so that's really exciting. And then hopefully this summer, now that the garden's behind me, um, I want to start taking, you know, we're, we're taking out our old 65 year old walnut trees, which are just gorgeous and beautiful. And we're going to be doing a lot of things with those trees over the next 10 years. We're going to start this summer with just some small scraps and, and make some like cutting boards and things like that. And just mm. saying like, just sharing another part of our farm, um, you know, the, the, the wood from the trees here. Um, into charcuterie plates and other things um, for people. So we'll see what happens with that. But we've got the flavor of the month. That's really exciting. It's already become our number one selling product um, on a monthly basis. And so people seem to really be getting behind that and, and loving the variety we're bringing to that. So it's fun to see that be taking off. And then also now, because we just wrapped up Q1, we're working on bringing in our first full-time flavor from that Q1 process. And so we've got some feelers out there, surveys out there, asking people's opinion about what it should be. And so that'll be coming online soon. Um, and then in the mail tomorrow, Chris, this is maybe the thing maybe I'm most excited about. Okay. Like, I'm just really excited about this. Um, our chocolatier, our, the part the small family business we partner with for chocolate has the equipment to make nut butters, which I didn't know that oh. the same equipment used to make chocolate. You can make nut butter. Give them a plug. Who's, who's your chocolatier? What a great word there. I know, right? Triangle roasters out in Philadelphia. They're fantastic people. Definitely become our friends. Um, and we love what they do. And so they, they, they make the walnut chocolate with our spread walnuts in it. And so I sent them some extra spread walnuts last time. And he threw it in the, the whatever machine it is and whipped up some sprouted walnut butter and said it's delicious. So he is sending us some chocolate and he threw in a couple samples of sprouted walnut butter for us. And I'm currently designing a label and we're going to be rolling out some sprouted walnut butter, which is just insanely exciting. Hello. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be like a dessert. But, you know, it's not like peanut butter and all. The, you know, it's no. Like, it's going to be a dessert, but it's going to be yeah. so, oh man, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I feel like right now, even I just want to pull up with a spoon and just, mm, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. just mm, eat mm. right out of the jar. That sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I've, I have heard nothing but good things from him about it. Um, and so I cannot wait to dig into it. In fact, he, he's already, he confessed to me that he had to make some more because he had already eaten <laughs> the samples that he made originally. Hey, you gotta try it, good. man. He was you, like, I just, you know, I, I made it, I tasted it and I just, I couldn't stop a week later. I was out and I had to make more. <laughs> oh man. You got to make sure it's good. A little quality control there. That exactly. is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and uh, sharing Jen's passions too. That's actually a nice segue in, in a future episode. Uh, I want to get Jen on here and, and talk a little bit about her part of the journey and what it's like for you guys working together as, as a couple, Absolutely. Uh, not only as, as marital and life partners, but also business partners. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just so curious to hear how that's going. And, and again, maybe unpacking that scary step of like, okay, is this going to support both of us? Let's, let's mm -hmm. take that journey. So, uh, well, that, that's a plug for Jen. She'll come on a little bit later too. And we're also working on lining up some guests, uh, so, some yes. more interviews to have with us. So stay yep. tuned for that. Uh, really exciting. Caben, one of the things I've learned, uh, um, over these last few episodes is I cut you off way too early. You're like, wait, 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 can I just add one more nugget of wisdom? And you drop a nugget of wisdom here. Anything else before we wrap this up that, that you want to add or, or, or give our listeners uh, more of a heads up on? 
Oh man, I, I'm excited for the future, Chris. I've been so thankful for the past year. I'm excited for where this can really carry us in the next couple of years because I feel like this is giving us a platform where now we can really flex into our passions like mm. Jen's going to be doing later this year and I want to do in the next couple of years with some things I've got up my sleeve. Um, and so, the, yeah, there, there's just a lot of gratitude and there's a lot of excitement and anticipation of what could come next. That's awesome. Well, hey, we unfortunately lost our walnut tree back in December to the snows that tipped it over and, and got it uh, chopped up. But we have there's a big burl in it. Uh, mm-hmm. which my wife wants some salad bowls out of that. So mm-hmm. if I ship this uh, this wood over, this lumber over to you, you make some salad bowls out of that for us, oh, so, yeah. along with your Absolutely. charcuterie boards. You you got to come up with your family, and I'll, I'll let Emily turn it herself on the lathe. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. We're going to – we're gonna. she would be down for that. She yeah. would love it. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh. Or she'd yeah. love me to do it. One of the one of the other. She would <laughs> she would love that. Uh, but that's exciting. We're actually our our, our faith community uh, that we both attend. We're going to be having dinner up at the farm. I think next month. So that'll be good. Maybe we'll we'll yeah uh, tell I everybody about how that went. But uh, yeah, super exciting. But hey, we're we're uh, over time. Whatever time limit we put on ourselves, we went past it. So uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us. If you want to join the conversation of dust and divinity at gmail.com, feel free to drop us a line. Drop into Cabin's DMs on instagram there what's what's your handle again on instagram where folks can find you tenderly rooted all one word beautiful beautiful see the daily happenings at the farm cabin thanks so much i have so enjoyed the conversation thanks for taking a trip down to memory lane this is an ever-evolving story so be prepared this is something that we're going to continue to check in on again uh because it is it is a really good story but my friend thank you so much absolutely thanks chris And that's our show. If this conversation was meaningful to you, like it was to us, leave a rating and review so that more people just like us can discover this podcast and join the conversation themselves. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here and we'd love for you to join the conversation too. But hey, you've heard enough of our voices. For show notes or to connect with this community of seekers, visit us online at ofdustanddivinity.com partner with us on Patreon and get access to exclusive content, merch, and hidden perks. Go to patreon.com slash of dust and divinity. Join our Facebook group of dust and divinity podcast community and engage with us on Instagram at of dust underscore and divinity. As you go through your day, remember these words of Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you, for you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now.